Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Dingers Podcast with your host Mitch, Jake, Jeff, and Kevin. Let's talk some Cubs baseball. Dingers. Ding. Ding. Dingers. The Dingers Podcast is on the air. I'm your host, Mitch. I'm here with my boys, Jake and Jeffrey. Remember, we are part of the ontapsportsnetwork.com. Go there for all of your Chicago sports news, from podcasts to articles. You can't beat ontapsportsnetwork.com when it comes to Chicago sports. So make sure you're checking out everything there. They've been pumping out the articles about the Cubs as it leads into the regular season, as well as the Bears. The Bears are making some moves. I'm sure they're pumping out articles right now as we speak about um, the trades and the signings that the Bears have been making. So, uh, yeah, go to ONTAP Sports Network for all of your Chicago sports news. Um, Fellas, I want to spend a lot of time just digging into the World Baseball Classic because, man, I have – I don't know if you guys have been watching it, but I've been like eating it up. I love it. I like. I've enjoyed watching almost every single single game. Love watching J- Japan play. Um, had to get up quite a bit earlier to watch Japan, but saw Shohei hit a a dinger. Um, but what are your initial thoughts? Do you do you like the World Baseball Classic? Is this something that you you've tuned into? Um, start with you, Jeffrey. Have, have you checked out a lot of the games? I've caught a little bit of it here and there. Um, the one thing that's bizarre to me is like everybody's uniforms are different. Like, why don't they make this like the Olympics where everybody's dressed goofy so that like Great Britain doesn't feel left out in the cold? I mean, those folks were better dressed when they lost the American Revolutionary War. <laughs> yeah. Whoever, and, and coming from a design guy, Jake, like, what are your thoughts of Great Britain's uh, jerseys? Sad, man. I mean, like, I feel like Britain is, uh, like, when you think, especially, you know, thinking like Victorian era fashion and stuff, like, you think that, like, the UK has kind of always been on top of, like, trends more or less. Um, And obviously, they've got a ton of great designers in in England. I I can't believe that uh, they couldn't get something better than just, like, it looked like... This is not this is not a, a diss on our friend Joe, but like it looked like an obvious shirt's base. It did look like an obvious shirt. What <laughs> Britain? What a period after Britain? It's an obvious shirt. <laughs> yeah, but the, slap the obvious shirt's logo. I, if Joe hasn't fo- if Joe hasn't photoshopped this yet, I'm gonna do it after after yeah. the broadcast here. Obvious shirt's logo on the sleeve of the Great Britain jersey. It's it's bad, but I will say to like I've talked to people 
about it. I've talked to some of my friends about it. Um, the, the U.S. jersey needs a redesign, too. It does. I, it does. It just played out so, like, early 2000s, and I, I've i thought about it. It's something that I'll eventually do just for fun when I get the time. Um, but, yeah, man, Great Britain's rough. Australia's kind of all of them. It's like you're on the world stage and you couldn't come up with anything better. It's like every every team's uh if they have general managers or wh- however they figure out who who gets to be on the team, the team's general manager or president just hired their their nephew as an intern. Like, "Oh, I know how to use Microsoft Paint." <laughs> <laughs> but like Japan has had the same jerseys forever, but they just most jerseys are sick. But they really I think like pay good homage to like yeah. Like the uh, the Umiori Giants, it looks yeah. like the Umiori Giants jerseys. Well, the, speaking of, did you see? I think it was last night's game for Great Britain. Did you see this? The T in Great Britain fell off the pitcher's jersey. God. He like wipes it off and it just falls off. Great <laughs> Britain, baby. Great, great Britain. I mean, I guess it rains a lot there, so yeah. I was like, okay. You take a horrible looking jersey and then that happens to them. You're like, oh, that's rough, man. Is that an iron on them? <laughs> it had to be. It looked like some like really crappy screen. That's the other thing, too. Like these should all be stitched. Yeah. Um, but I miss like I I wish that I was watching the World Baseball Classic more closely. But the problem is it's not on the gosh dang MLB TV app. It is. So it's on Fox Sports, which I FS1, FS2, yeah. Yeah, I have access to only because my in-laws um, have a cable provider, and they're so they're whether they know, I think they know that we're we're using their login. Um, if not, March Silly, thank you guys. Now, yeah, now they know. Um, so I can watch, but the problem is, I just feel like it's not publicized. Like it's not like there's. I'm not seeing tweets where it's like, hey, you know, uh, Israel, what Israel and Puerto Rico were just playing or playing right now. Yeah. Like, um, where is the game time announcement? Where is the fanfic? And and the game times are all over the place because they're playing and the groups are in different parts of the world. Yeah. So it's it's been kind of tough to follow, but I've 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 done my best to try to like watch the recaps at least. Yeah. The thing that like and I wanted to talk to you guys about because like I I'm watching a lot of these games and I'm seeing like you see Japan, you see um like Czech Republic, Chinese Taipei, Australia, you see that first. They're, they initially kicked off, and you see, like, the vibe going on over there. Like, you see the big, huge flags out in the outfield, like, huge energy. Shohei hits the the home run, and the whole crowd just erupts, and it's going crazy. Like, I love it that they they catch the this one lady catches the ball in the stands, and she passes it around, and, like, 30 people touch this ball and take a picture with this ball. That would never happen in America. No. <laughs> we give it to the guy next to us. He's gone. Like, we ain't seen that ball ever again. Uh, but they, like, take pictures and they give it back to the lady. And then you you go on and you see Venezuela and Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. And these games have a vibe to them. Like, it's like a playoff atmosphere. But you have, like, drums. You have tambourines. You have, like, horns. You have, like, just this energy and you you watch game one of USA versus Great Britain, and it's like a funeral. And it's just like, how do we get that vibe? And I don't know if it's like culturally, like that's just how they experience. And like, 
get into things and it's like we're just that boring of a country and that boring of like a culture that we just like I don't know, it's just dead. Like, I love the vibe. I love the energy. Like, even all the games. Like, I don't know if you saw the the Italy pitcher after he got a K. Um, this energy is what I want on teams every single time. All 162. <laughs> At all 162. Just chest pumping, um, yelling, screaming. Like, I loved it. I, there, weren't, there weren't runners on base. No. Like, it wasn't a high lift. They're, they're winning six to one against the Netherlands. Like it's not like a big. I don't know if he struck out for you. I don't know if it was like because the Netherlands has some great play. Like the, the Curacao players. Well, Bernardino Lars played the team Netherlands a few years ago. Yeah, I mean they've got Didi Gregorius. They've got. I mean Kenley's played. I don't know if he's on the team this year. Like Curacao has some great baseball talent. So I mean, yeah, but. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, you got fired up. And then there was this Venezuela. Like, Venezuela had a guy come in, and he brought the energy. And, like, I love that his jersey was, like, he only had, like, one button. That was, like, at his belly button button. Whole jersey open, coming out, and just fiery. Like, emotion, celebrating. Like, baseball in America, that, that pitcher or somebody on that team is getting drilled next inning hard. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, just the energy and the emotion that goes on in these games, and they don't take it personal. They just know that that's part of it, and, and I love it. Like, I'm I'm loving the energy that I'm seeing, and it is playoffs, playoff atmosphere, even in the pool play. I can't wait until it gets closer to, like, the championship. Like, that's going to be fun to watch. Like, that's one reason why I've kind of tuned in more and more is because, like, I'm seeing the energy. And you kind of even saw it uh, last night with Mexico beating USA. Like, there was some sweet energy. Even the crowd, like, behind home plate. Did you see all the people, like, do yeah. the strikeout calls behind home plate? Oh, it was awesome. Like, just the crowd is getting into these games, and it's like, Wrigley's good. Wrigley has a sweet vibe and an atmosphere. Like, I don't know if it's that level. Like, that, that's... I, only only when they're making a long cup snake. <laughs> oh, God. I don't even get me started on cup snakes. I So, I have a theory... And, um, I think it's that like, so to start the, the, the thought process, can you think of like, who's the most, or let's find the best way to, to phrase this, which American born player plays with the most energy? Like, can you think of who, who that is? Can you think of an American born player that's like exciting inherently exciting to watch that so you're like i can't wait to watch this so field. it's sad that it's this hard like there's, there's tim anderson like, maybe yeah tim anderson's like the only guy that comes to mind. he got gets yelled at as soon as he like shows any emotion or like yeah Ducks. i mean like tim anderson's good mookie has some has some exciting plays uh um, like like i need but, this energy well i mean he's gonna have a headache later head, head banging yeah worth it though well, I mean, think of like the the fallout or the backlash after the whole mat flipping thing started and like all the old timers like that's not that's not how you play baseball. And that's getting to my point, Jeff. It's it's the the quote unquote unwritten rules of baseball that I don't think exist anywhere else in the world. Yeah. I think that it's just like maybe it has to do with the fact that we're the country that invented it, so like it there's kind of the 
the old timey America's pastime feel still attached to it. But um, I don't think that like American born players take the game so seriously. Like it's driven, like if you're playing at a competitive level, it is driven into your, to your, to your mind that like, okay, I have to be respectful in sporting stuff, which like, yeah, yeah, serious. And like, yes, to an extent, but like, you know, I love what, what someone like coach ball game, who we've, you know, friend of the pod, what he's teaching, like go out and have fun and make sure that you're fostering a fun atmosphere for kids to play, because that's going to help grow the game. That's going to keep kids interested in the game. That's going to prevent people from burning out playing baseball. Right. So I, I don't know. Like, I think it's going to take a while, but I, I do see some younger guys, like obviously Wisniewski, Cam Sanders is a great example. I know we're going to talk about him later in the episode. Um, Steele and, and Thompson, like those guys, uh, like, I, you know, I think the Cubs have, like Spencer Strider is, is really great. Spencer yeah. Strider is a lot of fun. Um, I will, Tristan Cassis, have you guys seen Tristan Cassis? He was hilarious. I heard that veterans were getting ticked at him last year for like sunbathing and yeah. at, at like before games. Yeah. He like, he like takes a nap on the field and or like meditates on the field with like, I don't know with the shirt off or what, but like shirt off and in like really short shorts. Yeah. And he's, and he's, um, he, uh, I think Gabrielle star, who's a writer for the, the Red Sox. She, she tweeted a picture of Tristan Cassis with his nails painted red and the middle, the middle nail had sparkles on it, which is just like so fantastic. And he said that that was going to be his opening day look. And I love that. Like, whether or not you're a fan of people painting nails, like, I think that it's great for self-expression. And that's what baseball should be all about. Like, in, the, in recent years, people have loved the attitude that Javi and Wilson bring to the team. Like, the Latin American players play with flair. Let's let the American players play with flair. Like, let's put it all out there, man. Let your... Let your your personality shine on the field and it's going to make more people love the game. Yo, Jeff, let's see it. Next podcast, let's see those nails painted. I'll paint my nails. I was thinking, I saw a nails for opening day. I thought catchers only painted their nails. That way the pitcher could see the signs better. Well, now they've got pitch comms. So yeah. Who's <laughs> after anymore? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I will say this. Um, after my son has played now a full year in travel ball, and getting to see some of the older teams play at the same facilities, they're playing more like the Hispanic, Dominican. Like they're playing more like that style because they're seeing it more and they're seeing those players express it more. And that's how they're coming to games. Like not in a disrespectful to the other team, they're directing it at their own team a lot of times, yeah, yeah. getting them hyped. But you're seeing that more and more, which that's what you need to. You need to kind of find that line of like. Okay, we're having fun. We're we're celebrating. We're we're doing stuff that's fun, but we're not disrespecting or showing up the other team. I think that's the big. And, thing. But and 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 I think I think too. Like, there's <laughs> something to be said. There's also this weird thing where it's like the the other team. I think it's kind of like an American competitive mentality too, where it's like the other team is your enemy. Like, don't fraternize with the enemy. No way, man. Like, chop it up with the first baseman when you get there. You know, like I th- I think it's okay. Like, this is something that would be, like, so frowned upon, I feel like. But if a pitcher gets you on a good pitch and you say, nice pitch, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. Nope. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially if you're going to 
if you're going to celebrate, like if your team is going to celebrate and have fun, like if the, maybe the other team's like not on that wavelength yet. Right. Like still be their coach. So you want the major league baseball to be like a, a, a softball beer league? I'm not saying necessarily at the major league level, but like they, they already do a really good job of like, yeah. you know, if, if like pre-team or pre-game warmups, right? Like if they're out on the field and they know a guy, like they used to be teammates with, with somebody on the other team or whatever, like they're already chopping it up with each other and, um, you know, talking on the base paths and stuff like that. I think I'm saying like more like, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. At a younger level. I'm not saying as you're walking back to the dugout, like, you know, yell to the pitcher, like, nice pitch. I, like, after the game, like, in, in my men's league game, if a, if the other pitcher pitched really well, I'll say something in the handshake. And I'll be like, hey, man, you, you dominated. Like, that, like, great game. Um... I think that's kind of the way to show sportsmanship rather than just like concealing stuff and being like, oh no, we have to be composed and boring all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of related to my wife of like, like sometimes you, you go to like these old style churches and they're just like really boring and really hard to sit through. And then you got more like contemporary, like upbeat. It's like, it's like that. That's what like oh, kind of, kind of we're going like, there's this like, old dead like boring and then there's like oh this is kind of fun and that's what like you're kind of seeing the world baseball classic on full display uh but i did want your guys's pick who do you think's gonna win the world baseball classic right now pick the two teams that you think are gonna be in it and then who do you think is going to win it oh god uh well Earlier, I probably would have said Japan as one of them, but if Shohei Otani's going to get shut down because he's going to try to be the opening day starter for the Angels, I'm going to have to. It's going to be like some Latin American teams, like Venezuela. Venezuela's two and zero right now. Like Venezuela, and, I don't know, Mexico, possibly the U.S. I mean, the U.S. has a stacked lineup, but. Who knows how long a lot of those MLB players for the U.S. are going to actually stick around. Looking at the pitching, pitching, their pitching is weak. Their starting pitching is super weak. That's going to be their downfall. Like They're going to have to out-hit some teams. And right now, last night, they sure didn't out-hit Mexico. Jake, who do you got? Yeah, I'm going to say I'm still going to take Japan and and Venezuela probably. Um, Okay. I just think like... Japan is a team that I need to watch more of going forward because, like, they they've got three guys who are going to be in the MLB and be. They should have four with us with Sam. Who's the four? Either? Well, yeah, well yeah, yeah, but I, mean, I mean guys that I mean guys that aren't in the MLB. Yeah, that are home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Roki Sasaki, the pitcher. I think Munitaki Murakami is the power hitter, and I can't think of who the third guy is, but I want to say he's an outfielder as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Tanaka. Yeah, Tanaka. Where is what happened to Masahiro Tanaka? <laughs> is he even on the team? I don't even know if he's on the team, but um, he he that dude fell off really quickly. Remember when the Cubs? Remember when we ran one of the Cubs to sign? But I yeah, I, I'll take I'll say Japan and Venezuela, and I'll take Japan <clears throat> to win it all. And I remember giving Mike Dubs a hard time. Uh, That'll be three in a row. 
for Japan. Was it? Would it be three in a row for real? Yep. I I gave I gave Dubs a hard time. I was like, wow, you really think Japan is going to win it all? And and here I am, totally eating my words and and picking them mid tournament. Yeah, I I have Japan getting in to the finals again. Like looking at because it's Japan, so it's Pool B and Pool A that I think will have to match up. And when you look at those, only other team that you could see taking out Japan is maybe Cuba, maybe Italy. Italy's fun been fun to watch, uh, but then I would say USA or Mexico, and then Venezuela or Dominican. But Puerto Rico's really good too. Man, there's so many good teams. Uh, I would love to see USA get into the finals versus Japan. I think that would be a fun, fun matchup and a fun game to watch. But uh, I, I just want to put this out there. I, I'm, I've been doing a lot of manifesting this offseason with the Nick Madrigal stuff, and I'm going to manifest this. Um, if there are any fellow polls out there listening, um, let's let's get the let's get the Polish national team started and yes. and and be 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 the Czech Republic four years from now. I will go all out on training man if i found out that there was even a fraction of a percentage chance that i could play even on the qualifying team like in the european qualifying rounds i would work my ass off to get into like game playing shape and and well that czech republic looks like it's a bunch of like old science and math teachers but that (laughs) i mean they they still hold their own like, like they still held their own and like they're, they, the pitcher that they put up against um, Australia, the starter, like he was like thirty-seven years old or something, and he had he had like the the eye black down, like uh, out yeah, there, out there on the mound or what? I, it just was like it was so he had he had like the um, remember the fighting bands too, like those fighting necklaces. Yeah. He had one of those on, and no. I was like, our our buddy uh, Eric Sogard is on the Czech Republic team. He's our second vice your buddy, but <laughs> I realized Wisniewski. Wisniewski, there we go. There's a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's let's jump into a little bit since we're talking about World Baseball Classic. Javier Assad pitched for Mexico last night and shoved against Team USA. Uh man, Jeffrey, did you get did you get to watch that? I watched some recaps of it, but yeah, you couple what he did last night against Team USA and what he's done. It's pretty I mean, so east. So far, he's collected seven scoreless innings total. Last night was three scoreless. It took him 37 pitches to get through the three innings uh, with no walks, no runs. He gave up one hit to Mike Trout. So he's kind of making the Cubs take a second look at that fifth starter spot, I think. Yeah, I mean, Scott even put it in there. I saw someone tweet three innings, one hit, zero runs, two Ks. Javier Assad is him. I, I believe that I tweeted that. So yeah, that that Javier Assad pitched amazing last night and looked confident. And he got he went through the heart of their order and I think he struck out Pete Alonzo twice. I think that was the yeah. two gays. Uh got Mike I think Mike Trout was the only one that got hit, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean he he looked good. I mean, it's gonna be now a fun discussion. Right. Especially if he keeps pitching going forward. They are on a pitch limit in the World Baseball Classic. They can only pitch 65 pitches through the pool play, and then they get to increase that um, a little bit later. But yeah, like Jim was saying, last night he was hitting 95 with his cutter. Like, the dude was just pitching lights out. Like, uh, it's good to see he picked up right where he left off from last year. 
Um, yeah, even Trout's hit was pretty weak contact off off of him. And yeah, I don't I don't know. Like we've loved Wisniewski in this this spring training. Had uh, he was perfect through four on Saturday. Looked absolutely filthy. Slider still sliding. Um, so yeah, I that's gonna be a fun as we head closer to opening day of who's going to make that fifth star spot. And what I've been thinking a lot of is whatever happens, whoever they pick. And I think at this point, Adrian Sampson is kind of the gimme the one maybe left off DFA. I don't know what's going to happen with him because they're going to need a 40 man roster spot, which we'll talk about once we get down later with the bullpen arms. Um, Cause there's some guys that might, need that spot but whatever it is if it's Assad or Wisniewski getting that this spot it's a win for us because I think especially towards the beginning of this the this year they're whoever they're going to pick if they pick Assad to be the opening day starter Wisniewski is going to piggyback off him and and try because you're going to try to limit innings early in the season you your your arms aren't built up quite yet in mid-season form they're going to have one of those guys piggyback off of the other one, the other one, or one or two. They could pitch them on a Tuesday and a Friday and have them pitch twice and get three innings in the middle of a game that leads to our bullpen that's really strong, um, shutting guys down. It's like, so I think it's a win, whoever it is. Like, oh, yeah. I think we as Cub fans need to pump our brakes and not get too. Excited, too high, too low on on who's going to be the fifth star spot. We love to discuss. We love all these podcasts arguing about this one thing, but it's like if this is what we have to argue about, we're in a pretty good position. Right. See, I, the, go ahead. Be, there's going to be injuries at some point. Somebody's got to miss some starts. So I have a lot more confidence that we got an extra arm right now. So I'm either yeah. wonder. Go ahead, Jake. I was just going to say, I disagree that, like, we shouldn't get too fired up. Like, I think Cubs fans should get super fired up over this fifth for, for a couple of reasons. I, w- I was listening to, I think I was listening to CHGO today, and they were saying, um, Stuckmeyer said it, it's the first time that he remembers, like, the the Cubs pitching depth being the, t- the talk of, of the offseason, right? And, and we're just kind of hoping now that the offense can catch up developmentally with with the minor leaguers and i my thought is if i i'm really happy for adrian sampson having this late career renaissance like super like fantastic for him he's had two solid like you know like a year and a half solid uh run with the cubs but he's a depth option now i do not want to see him in the starting rotation, when we have guys like Assad and Wisniewski who are pitching their asses off right now, because if you put if you put Samson like er, we talk about this all the time, there's kind of this feeling where it's like, oh, you know, like early season games don't really matter that much. Like we're still getting the swing of things; they matter. <laughs> like yeah. that matters toward the final win it, total record. It matters. Yes. So, so you like, but, but I, I don't know if we like, if people like actively say that, but you kind of get in the mo- mentality in April where it's like, ah, it's okay. You know, there's 140 games left. It's, it's fine. That can't be the mentality here. So it, you, you need to, who's going to win you a game? Like if, if you have to choose 
uh, a, a one game playoff, you know, a wild, wild card game, the traditional wild card game, not the series. And you're down to Adrian Sampson or Hayden Wisniewski. Who are you starting to start that game? Wisniewski a thousand times. Right. I don't care so if it was three days ago. A thousand out yeah. of a thousand games. I'm pitching. So why would you not have him as the fifth starter to start the season, knowing that those games still count? Like, well, I understand if you want, if you want to think about innings limits and preserving their in- innings, but get the team off to a hot start and then mix in, you know, have him do a phantom IL stint, whatever, or, or have him skip a start in the rotation, whatever you need to do to, 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 but also I, I heard that that was Nesky through more innings last season than anybody else in the organization. So he's already kind of, he's already kind of primed to, to be, you know, more or less a, a workhorse. And that's relatively speaking, but I encourage Cubs fans to get fired up over the fifth starter spot because it's it's a really intriguing conversation, and I think people have every right to be upset. Again, nothing against Adrian Sampson, but people have every right to get upset if we don't start opening day. I'm saying I'm saying if everybody's healthy, even. Um, well, I will I, see one of those guys in the fifth spot in a side. I will get upset if Adrian Sampson gets the spot. Yeah, that's that's what I'm if, saying. Yeah, yeah, if, that's what I'm saying. If if Javier Assad gets that spot, I'm not going to be as upset because I still what he did last year and all through the minors and what he proved and he can get major league batters out. Yeah, I wouldn't be as upset because I mean he he hasn't pitched as much in spring training, so Javier Assad could have been doing the same thing he did last night to USA. In spring training, we just haven't got to see it because he went and started go training with Team Mexico. Now, what was Nesky's done is he was he's went out and he's done his job. He's proved that he deserves a shot at the fifth star spot. And when I think when the opening camp breaks, I think that Wesneski is going to be the fifth star. I think he's earned it. And I think Ross is at the point now where he wants the best five to to be the starters. So I think he's going to. And Assad fits like kind of what he did with Team Mexico last night. What did he do? He came in in the third inning, fourth inning, and pitched three solid innings. And that helped Team Mexico shut USA down when they started getting some runs on the board. So it's perfect. Like, I love, and that only helps the Cubs to have a long man in Assad there that once one of the fifth starter or five starters gets hurt or needs a little rest, he can fill in there and be that guy. But um, I think I tweeted out on, on Saturday, there, there's there's no reason why Wasneski should not be the fifth starter. Yeah. But I do want to say I, I love what Assad has done, um, what he did last night, and it wasn't a, a cupcake lineup. It's Team USA. He 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 shoved against a really good hitting team, uh, and he he loved to see it. So, um, but he wasn't the only Cubs player that's been making some noise in the World Baseball Classic. We had Owen Casey. Hit uh, a home run last. <laughs> is it Sunday? It was Sunday. Sunday. Center field. Dead center. Uh, a big boy shot. Like that was like a three. It's three oh seven to dead center, but that's a high four seven or four oh seven to dead center. center. High, that's a high fine batter's eye in, in Arizona. <laughs> and I love that he he didn't know it was a home run, and he just kept running. And Pete Crow Armstrong and James Triantos are at the game cheering him on. But he sprinted it immediately. I love it. I love it. But yeah, he's he's one of the raking. 
I know he struggled a little bit at the beginning of spring training, but I know he got a hit against when Canada played the Cubs, or he threw threw a guy out at third, got a hit, and now um, hit a dinger against uh, in the World Baseball Classic against good pitching. So, and yeah, to have him there learning from guys like Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Um, Larry Walker is on site. I don't know. He must be one of the coaches. You've got a Hall of Fame left-handed batter. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To talk to Owen Casey. So this is, and he said something, he was quoted as something like, you know, how, how often does a 20-year-old get to play for their country? And that's in baseball, right? Like in, in other sports, that's pretty often. Like you see 20, you know, like in soccer or something like that, you see 20-year-olds playing for their country. A little bit more squiggly, but what do you say? Figure skaters. The figure skaters, sure. Gymnasts, you know, yeah, sixteen-year-old gymnasts. But um, yeah, it's it's a huge growing experiment or growth growth experience for uh, Casey. And um, I I think a lot of people were kind of down on him after last season. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think he could end up being a top one hundred prospect. Like I, I think that that was kind of the trajectory going into last season that people saw, and then he kind of had down. He had kind of a down year, but I think coming off of this, he's going to learn a lot and, and and ride the high end of the season and have a have a, a hot hand offensively. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to have a good season. I think he is going to move uh, up through the system a little bit faster this year. Um, I don't know where he lands at the end of the season. I could see uh, Peter Armstrong landing in AAA definitely by the end of the season, spending most time there. Yeah, maybe AA. Um, could see Casey spending a lot of time in AA with maybe towards the end of the season when there's call-ups. But <laughs> Iowa Cubs are pretty stacked. There might not be room for him out there in the outfield. That's going to be the the tough thing that, that he's going to be playing behind. Um, yeah. I, I, I just predict, you know, I predict that, that Casey is going to get off to a hot start, Mitch and, um, hot starts are important. Yeah. And you know, I don't know about you guys, but you know, what helps me get off to a hot start every day. Connect roasters coffee. We've been talking about it. The home run club member of the month is here. If you are already a home run club member, you received the email tonight. We are excited to announce that we're teaming up with connect roasters to host monthly giveaways exclusively for members of the Home Run Club. Each month, one member will be randomly selected for responses of a form that you will receive in an email. So again, if you are currently a member, you received the email tonight. If you are not a member, sign up. Got my email. Promo code. There we go. I got mine as well. I'm actually reading directly from the email. It's, you know, 
no spoilers here, but this is this is what you'll get in the email. So if you are not already signed up, sign up with promo code DINGERSPOD, DINGERSPOD for 25% off your first month's order of the uh, Home Run Club membership. Um, so each month we will randomly select somebody. There's some fun questions on the form, like your favorite coffee brewing method and your favorite baseball memory. And the winner and their prize will be announced on our podcast, uh, the first episode of the following month. So the March winner will be announced on our first April podcast. Um, we'll be giving away product from the Connect Roasters store, from the Dinger store, some exclusive Home Run Club member of the month merch, and maybe even some Cubs tickets down the road. But um, it's a month club. Yeah, it's, it's, well, you know. Yeah, just it, 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 it keeps on the whole year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I honestly, like you guys have heard me talk about it. I love it. Um, I it's my favorite coffee. Um, and I'm not just saying that because they're a partner. I we we specifically reached out to them. It's just convenient that Hap put them on our radar, and it, you know they're connected to to the Cubs in that way. But um, it's great coffee, guys. And if you if you're coffee drinkers, give them a shot. You know, you can you subscribe for one month, twenty five percent off. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. But I'm I I bet you will if you like coffee. Yeah, I'm, have you been have you been enjoying it? Man? Oh yeah, I. So we have about like three different coffee company coffee right now, and even yesterday, like I just let my my wife usually gets up and makes it while I go work out and come back and whatever she kind she picked, I roll with, and yesterday grabbed it took the first sip and i was like "Ooh, this is really good what is this and she's like it's a connector roaster I'm like i knew it like the stuff is good like it's just a it was a good coffee and so um i'm one that i can i could tell right away those connect roasters it was it was good it went out smooth um yeah highly recommend connect roasters uh coffee yeah we got it we got a free bag um from you know from from family uh, from a, a company that rhymes with uh, tar sucks, and uh, let me tell you, I, I couldn't wait to to work through that bag to get back to connect the connect coffee. Um, I would also say too, like they've got really good equipment on their website for brewing, and and I think they've got like a, a grinder on there as well. And if you're not grinding your own coffee for friendliness, yep. like I'd highly recommend that too. Like if you put the time in, like I weigh mine out, I've got. We got a kettle, um, so we, you know, heat the water up. It totally makes a difference. If you ever like, why does my homebrew coffee not taste the same as the coffee shop coffee? Let me tell you, if you like take the, if you invest in your home coffee setup, it makes the difference. Yeah. So yeah, sign up, sign up using promo code DINGERSPOD. And um, if, if you sign up, you'll get the email to enter the Home Run Club, Home Run Club member of the month giveaway next month. If you're already on it, make sure you check your email and we'll announce it at the beginning of April. Yep, I was actually just today looking at their Aeropresses to. We want to get an Aeropress. I've heard things about Aeropress. I've never used, but the coffee shop next door says they swear by. Yep, they swear by Aeropress. I'm gonna have to Google that. So I I like pour overs. Um, I like I like doing that, but yeah, I like to change it up every once in a while. So yeah. might have to hit that up. But um, let's let's get into our opening day lineup predictions. What is the batting order? What position are they going to play? Let's get our predictions out there now so that if any injuries happen, we can't change it and we're stuck with it. But 
Jeffrey, yeah. who is, who's your leadoff hitter? I'm going with Horner. Okay. Nico Horner playing? Second base. Okay. Who's batting two? Uh, either. Let's go with Hap. Happer. Okay. Rothfield. Yep. Okay. Benware. Swanson in the three hole playing short. Okay. I think he spelled Swanson wrong. Yeah, we get to see Mitch. No no pressure. We get to see him edit the Google Doc with our predictions right now. Okay. <laughs> Go. Swan Swanson. <laughs> So then uh, four. Maybe Mancini is DH in the four hole. Okay. Bellinger in the five hole at center field. Over Oh Hosmer. First base. And then I don't know. I'm kind of pulling for Edwin Rios at third. Hmm. Okay. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Uh, Barnhart. No, actually, let's go with Jan Gomes. I'll be different. Gomes? Yeah. Okay, and then who do you have a right field? Oh, uh, shit. Talkman? Talkman? I guess. All right. Okay, who you got? Okay, so I'm I'm trying to think this out while you're doing that. I, I started mine. I am, yeah. So corner leading off at second. Uh, Swanson batting second, playing short. Hat batting third, playing left field. Mancini batting fourth, and I have Mancini at first base. Um, I like his glove at first. I like him in the four hole. He's been on fire this spring. Um, then I've got Talkman batting fifth in right field. I like that. I like that on opening day, it'll be, we'll be facing Corbin Burns. So I like Hap batting lefty, Mancini right, and then Talkman batting lefty. Um, and then six. Um, what do I have left here? Uh, center field. I don't want back-to-back lefties, so let's do... Gosh, that's a little high to put Gomes, but I think Gomes is going to be... I think Gomes is going to be the opening day catcher, so I'll put him sixth. It's a little generous um, because seven, I want Rios DHing, and then... What, what position am I missing? Third base... And all I know is that number that that Madrigal is hitting ninth, <laughs> as as you could all imagine. Madrigal ninth uh, at, th- at third base. I like how he's been playing. Um, so, what position am I missing here? First base, right field, catcher. I have I have eight. I don't know. So put somebody in the eight. I'll put somebody. There we go. Somebody <laughs> yeah. eight. You needed a first, second, short, third. Right field? No. No. I got right field, left field. Center, center field. Center Belly. Field. 
Shoot. Okay. Bellinger. Uh, crap. Okay. Then we're going to have back-to-back lefties, which I don't love with Rios and Bellinger. So I'm actually going to swap. I'll put, I'll put, I'll put Bellinger in the six hole. Yeah. But Bellinger, I'll swap Bellinger and go and Gomes. And Gomes. I'll put Gomes eighth and Madrigal ninth. I don't like, damn, that's three lefties in a row. No, forget it. Switch, switch Rios and Gomes. (laughs) <laughs> no problem, man. I'm glad I'm not David Roth. <laughs> yeah. All right. So on the fly. So mine, I'm I'm gonna switch mine up. So I think they're playing the Brewers opening day. Corbin Burns is gonna get the start. So that's a righty on the yeah. round. Are they gonna get uh Milwaukee? It's at home. It's at home. So Nico Horner leading off, batting second, Dansby Swanson, shortstop, Ian Happ batting third, Trey Mancini batting fourth. Then I have Talkman batting fifth, Bellinger batting sixth, Hosmer batting seventh. I'll skip to ninth is going to be Tucker Barnhart because he's a lefty bat. I think he's going to get the start. And then I... <sighs> trying to decide between Madrigal and Wisdom. I think right now you almost have to give it to Madrigal because he's had an amazing spring. And I think the talk around Cubs camp is they have liked the work that he's put in. He's played a good third. His ball gets a lot of carry on his throws. I think Madrigal is going to get the start at third. Uh, With, I mean, I bet you Wisdom will get it in AB in the opening game. I agree. But I think that's going to be the lineup and Stroman on the mound. Oh, let's put it this way. Patrick Wisdom is one for 11 with eight strikeouts against Corbin Burns. <laughs> yep. So he's due. I think he's out of the <laughs> He's due. And he, his one hit is a home run. His one hit is a home run. But do not. Uh, and Corbin I, Burns missed on the pistol location. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, uh, so that's our opening day predictions. I'll get Kevin's, and we'll get it posted out there. Um, to end, I just want to highlight uh, maybe a minor league guy that maybe has been doing pretty good on spring training. Uh, I'm picking a pitcher, Cam Sanders, who's been shoving during spring training. We had him on our podcast last year. He's been a starting pitcher for most of his professional career, um, even most of his college career, and Middle season, they kind of shut him down for a while. Came back as a relief pitcher, and and, and dominated. Uh, pitched great, and so far this spring has looked even better. Like he has just been looking absolutely filthy. Uh, the problem is he doesn't have a forty man roster spot right now, and so that, like we talked about earlier, with Adrian Sampson, possibly if he doesn't make the rotation, will he be asked to be DFA'd, or will the Cubs DFA him to open up? A spot because there's quite a few spots within our bullpen. We have some some guys, some guys that can can throw all the way dudes, if you will. It's some dudes all the way through. I would say double A, like majorly, all the way down double A. That that are are some dudes, and Cam Sanders can be one of them. His uh, outing just the other day, he pitched in the ninth inning versus the Dodgers, two strikeouts to finish the game. He had one pitch top out at 99, and he has a filthy slider and a ton of swag to go with it. And so 
I love what Cam Sanders could do in this bullpen. And like we talked about the energy at Wrigley Field, he would bring the energy. He would bring in a high leverage situation, getting somebody out at Wrigley Field. He would be walking off with a strut and, and it would get Wrigley hyped. And so I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what he can do. Um, his strikeout rate is 28%. His walk rate was 13% last year. And that's including uh, a couple starts of him actually of him starting. So I would like to see those numbers over a course of a year, what it looks like for him just being a reliever um, for a full year, calendar year, and what he could do because he's got light, lights out stuff and he can throw hard, top out of 99. Uh, I think he said he's topped out at 100 once. And so, I mean, put him in Wrigley, packed house, I bet he gets 100. Yeah, that that yeah. energy is going to be going. So, uh, Jake, who's who's some of your minor league highlight you want to highlight before we end? So I didn't really find any minor league. So I, I'm I'm going to do this thing at least for um, the remainder of spring training. I kind of want to highlight the last the previous seven days. This is the last time we recorded. Um, no minor leaguers like really stood out to me, but Morales played well, two home runs, a one dot OPS, but he is striking out and if he struck out in fifty percent of his at bats. It does feel like Morel, like from an outset, you know, from a perspective of like, who are you seeing? Like, who who do you think is involved in highlights over the last week? We have heard a lot about Morel. Obviously, that same could be said about Mancini. I think there were a lot of people out on Mancini, but I think not not necessarily Cubs fans. All Cubs fans, I think, were ecstatic when they signed them. But I think generally the public was kind of out on Mancini, but I think he's going to prove everybody wrong and have a huge bounce back year for the Cubs. Um, I love Contra. Mancini. I love Yeah, him. I I think, <laughs> that, I, I mean, did, I think, did, did Hap say on last week's compound episode that Mancini's like the best teammate he's ever had? Was that who he said that about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about Mancini. Just seems like a good dude, very easy to root for. I told my wife he's going to be the new Rizzo that like you just love, like you just love because he's yeah. just a good dude. Like he's just a I good guy. That. I can see that. Um, can, coincidentally, both cancer survivors. Though I will, I mean, if in, in terms of seriousness, like every all cancer is serious, but Mancini's was very serious. It's colon cancer. This high on nickname. Ooh, that's a good question. I really feel like it should be like boom, boom. I bet it. I bet it. You know what? I, I it might actually be if you boom, go on his MLB page. Yeah, I like that. A um, couple other guys, uh, kind of like depth. Guys. Boomer. That's his nickname. Boomer, Boomer or Boom Boom? Boom Boom. I, I, guess. Call it, yeah. I didn't even look that at all. <laughs> um, we're going to get you a Boom Boom jersey this year, Jeff. <laughs> um, uh, a couple other guys I wanted to highlight. Sergio Alcantara. I feel like every time I've looked up, Alcantara's been involved in a scoring play, and the stats back that up. He's played in five games in the last seven days, five RBI, and one run. So he's doing well. And like I'm not saying, obviously, that Alcantara... I don't think Alcantara is going to make the opening day roster, but he's a guy that's great depth to have. He's a good defensive shortstop, has a great arm, still only 26 years old. He turns 27 in July. Uh, Luis Torrens, one of the catchers that the Cubs picked up for depth this offseason. I was surprised to learn that he's only 26 years old. He's been in the league since like 2017, I want to say. He's played with the Padres and the Mariners in limited big league action. I think the most he's played is like 40 games in a season. Um, so I wouldn't peg him as having everyday upside, but he's got solid offensive numbers in his minor league play. A few seasons with, with an OPS over 800. 
and another great depth option to have in case Gomes or Barnhart spend any time on the D or on the IL. And with, with Gomes's age, I don't know what Barnhart's injury history is off the top of my head, but with Gomes's age, um, Torrens is great to have as as a backup option in the minor leagues. Cold hitters, um, Bodie, Nico, and Madrigal have all cooled off a little bit over the past week. Um, this spring, Bellinger has a 599 OPS in his 24 at bats. Um, He's made a lot of loud outs. He's yeah hard in yeah, and I and I and I, I wanted to note too. I, I tweeted about this. I think I was watching on I can't remember which day it was. Maybe Friday. I was out of town this weekend, so it must have been Friday. Um, Madrigal had two rockets, just rocket atom balls on Friday to the first baseman. Andrew Vaughn made a great diving play, and then there's a great diving or great play, uh, or no, just a line drive right at the third baseman in his second at bat, and then. Babip struck and he just had like a little flare that dropped in between the second base and the right fielder um, for his only hit of that game. Um, sometimes, you know, that's that's baseball, folks. Um, Swanson, uh, 332 OPS in 17 at-bats. Uh, not fantastic. Uh, I just want to say a couple things about this. Obviously, it's only spring training and he looks to be a traditionally slow starter in the spring. He only had one season in the last four, I think I saw, where he had an over 800 OPS in the spring. And as we've seen in the past, not just with the Cubs, but with other teams, some players in the first year of a big contract, like they they want to live up to the the money. So they'll kind of stress and, you know, maybe overplay or try too hard. I hope Swanson is able to kind of ease into things when the season starts. Um, so that's it for hitters. I got trade talk. If we want to, if we want to hit that, um, unless you guys have anything you want to talk about with those hitters. Well, I think it was last Wednesday. I listened to you guys' recording of last week's podcast and you're talking about Bodie and how well he's hitting and all that jazz. I'm like, it's not going to last. And it did I don't know. There's a lot of decisions to be made before the opening day, but I think there's enough guys that are making a splash in spring training that some of these decisions are getting easier to make. And him not being a 40 man is, is easy. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, worth noting that, that he only has five at bats in the last seven days, three strikeouts, one hit, one run, two walks. So it's like, these are super small sample sizes, right? Like at no point are you really going to take a weak sample and be like, this is what a player is. Um, these are, this is how baseball is streaky. Um, so don't don't think that this is what these players are going to be. And I'm not. I haven't gotten too low on Swanson. Like I, I kind of kind of expected this to kind of happen. And I've from when he first signed, I, reading articles and hearing things like. He never was a really big spring training guy. It was all about him just getting in work. And I remember, yeah. I think I read an interview or saw an interview of like him talking about that, how he preps for the season, what he looks for in spring training. So, yeah, I'm not, if it's July and we're str- talking about this, then then we have an issue. But I don't think. Out. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff, do you have a can't fix stupid? I do happen to have an article. Uh, you sent me the wrong one. 
You sent me the one about the crook that kidnapped somebody in New York City <laughs> and not the other one. I got something that I can fill real oh, quick. Found as they're looking. Oh, never mind. I got, I got it. So a man was sentenced after police found a loaded gun in his buttocks during a strip search. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a 44-year-old man, and I've never used that to hide anything. Not nothing. One, nothing. Not one thing. Never. 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 A piece of gum? <laughs> What's that? A piece of gum? No. Hell no. <laughs> Good Lord. What if it's a last stick? <laughs> That's what your pockets are. <laughs> a Louisiana man chose the cheekiest of places when he needed to find a quick hiding spot. I get it. I get it. Or his gun. <laughs> Justin Savoy, 24, pleaded guilty Friday to a weapons charges after police in the town of Golden Meadow, who were arresting him late last year on a separate matter, discovered he had stashed a loaded 25 caliber Titan pistol in his buttocks. My God. Police had taken Savoy to custody on December 28th, 2019, after they responded to a suspicious activity in a home he was occupying with a female acquaintance, the report said. Cops said they discovered Savoy possessed a handgun, marijuana, and drug paraphernalia during an initial search. All in his buttocks? Well, I mean, I don't know what kind of trunk he's got, but apparently it can hold some stuff. <laughs> so... Multiple other firearms were discovered in his truck at the scene, the report said. But as Savoy was being strip searched after the arrest, police reportedly found an additional surprise weapon concealed in his rear end. Mm. The pistol is more than four inches long with a two and a half inch barrel. Savoy was sentenced to a five year suspended prison sentence during a district court appearance. He received three years probation and an order to serve 90 days in the LaForge Prayers Jail. The outlet reported, as part of the terms of his probation, he's barred from only possessing firearms, visiting bars or lounges, and indulging in excessive use of alcohol or drugs. I don't know anybody on probation that has these kind of stipulations that actually follow this. <laughs> that couldn't have been comfortable. No. Like, how do you walk? Like, I'm just talking, like, in the summer, like, it gets, it like, like, get swamp butt. Like, right. that, that stings. Like, think right. about, like, a metal piece. In between your butt, and you're like, no. It's like the penguin walk when you got to like, take a, a number two, and you're like trying to shuffle your, I mean, is he walking around like that? I don't know. But it's just weird. Does he have a safety on, too? Yeah. I sure hope so. <laughs> so, uh, my uncle had a similar size gun, and I don't think that, that gun was so small, I don't think it had a safety. I mean, he likes to live life on the edge. Apparently, Jesus. Where was this person from? Did you, did you say Louisiana? Uh, I would have guessed the Florida man. Well, I think Louisiana is second cousins with Florida. Okay, not 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 first cousins. Second, you know, cousin cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's uh, I don't I don't I don't have any words. I don't have anything. Sometimes when I'm like Googling stuff to find or read during this, you can't fix stupid. I'm like, I can't believe this guy's this big of an idiot. Like, I've known a lot of, I've known a lot of Justins that are pretty dumb and this guy's name was Justin. So it, it fits. It checks out. It checks out. All right. So, I mean, there, people are dumb. I, I listened to a 15 minute conversation 
between two middle school kids that was about them going to the bathroom and they dropped something and they bent over and hit their head on the urinal. And uh, he like uh-huh. he like told the story and then the other kid's like, yeah, me too. I've done that. And then I'm like, and so this conversation happened 15 minutes. I was like, okay. Nah. <laughs> no. Uh, uh-uh. Did the I, one kid, it's middle school. Did the one kid just say, yeah, I did that too to kind of fit in? That's what no, I was thinking. No, I don't think so. Because like that's something that like in middle school you would get made fun of for. Like, ooh, your head touched the urinal. <laughs> like, no, no, no. If that kid agreed, unfortunately, it has also happened. Like, so- astonishingly, it's also happened to him. One thing that I need you to do, Mitch, I, like that I'm curious of, I saw a TikTok this week. It was at high school. And this kid was going around with a, with a clock, a traditional analog clock, and asking students to tell him what time was on the clock. Oh. And um, Kim and I think that it was staged because it's so absurd. No, uh, it's not. Kids these days cannot read an uh, uh, analog clock to say them. They, big sad, man. Last year, I had kids. I, what did I bring up? I thought I, I was like, oh, have you ever been to like Montana? And they're like, Montana, what's that? And I was like, what's that? like the state. <laughs> and they're like, no, you mean like Hannah Montana? I was like, shut oh up God. right now. And I was like, yeah. you're a senior. I am taking you back and you're starting all over again. Like we, yeah. we have failed you. So I printed out a map of the United States. And I was like, we are spending the next week filling this thing out. That's all you're yeah. doing. What, and states and capitals? Yes. Well, yes, you had a... Oh, just states. Well, Helena, this right? girl couldn't even. Yeah, Montana. Montana. This girl couldn't name the states that surrounded Iowa. Oh, it's terrible. I was like, you're a senior, and how did how did we failed you? Our, our education system failed you. I think it was eighth grade on the back of one test we had to flip it over, right? All fifty states, all fifty gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember naming what. Sure. Well. We know our countries because of the World Baseball Classic, so thank you, World Baseball Classic, for helping us. Damn right. Make sure you're tuning in to more World Baseball Classic. We'll, we'll talk more as the as it goes through, but um, we'll d- dig deeper and deeper into the Cubs as spring training goes on. Um, but that does it for episode 110 of the Dingers Podcast. Thanks for listening. Go Cubs. Bear it out. Oh,